Alright everybody, welcome to the podcast. So, lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, one of the things actually, and this is a first I think for this podcast, we'll actually talk about Canadian politics first. Um, so, uh, over the weekend, uh, some big news happened where Justin Trudeau uh, and the Canadian government was supposed to show up for uh, TPP trade negotiations. And Trudeau uh, pretty much fucked those negotiations up because he didn't show up. Nobody from Canada did. Uh, that part of the table was empty. Um, and I was saying that uh, you know Trudeau keeps fucking up these TPP negotiations. This kid, you know, if he keeps doing things like this, the only trade agreement that we're going to have is the one we cried about with Europe. Uh, hashtag sad, as Trump would say. Um, so. The reason why I'm kind of harsh on Trudeau when it comes to this is because this is coming at a time when uh, NAFTA could possibly be coming to an end at the hands of Trump. And instead of trying to work towards this trade agreement, then that, you know, it seems like this trade agreement will still go through over time. Uh, I don't understand why uh, Canada or Trudeau would be doing this. Um, they weren't alone. Mexico apparently also has the same mindset. Uh, they don't agree with some of the things that Australia and Japan are looking for uh, when it comes to certain things of the trade agreement. Uh, but uh, I don't think it sends the right message. Um, you know, even if you disagree with those things, you should show up to negotiate them. Um, and it comes at a time when I think Canada is looking to get some trade agreements done just in case. NAFTA does come to an end. Uh, on a lighter note, going into uh, hockey, uh, I was laughing my ass off when TSN uh, a couple of days ago asked if Leafs fans should be concerned that Mitch Marner hasn't been producing. Uh, keep in mind this was on November 10th. He has since produced, as they would say. Uh, he's, uh, the reason why I'm laughing at that is because he's been stuck on the fourth fucking line. Like, the Leafs are one of the best teams in the East, one of the best teams in the NHL in terms of points right now. Uh, it's been ugly games. I think Anderson has got to go. His goaltending is atrocious. I know he plays behind a bad defense, but every once in a while you have to gain some momentum by stopping a puck. I'm just saying. Um, and I'm also saying, what would you expect from Marner if he is stuck on a fourth line? You know? There's not much ice time that he's getting to be able to produce. Who is he playing with? All of those things have to be considerations. Uh, there's no doubt that Mitch Marner is still one of the best players that the Leafs have, and he happens to be my personal favorite Leafs player currently on the team. Um, I don't understand the dynamic between him and Coach Babcock. It seems like Coach Babcock doesn't like him for whatever reason. Uh, it seems like Mitch Marner's name is in trade rumors all the time for the Maple Leafs. So it's very possible that the Leafs could be trading Marner, but it's also possible, and I would say 100% likely, that that would be a mistake. Um, I think Mitch Marner is one of the most skilled players not named Matthews on the team, um, and I think that that would be a colossal mistake for the Leafs, not just because of the talent they would lose, but because of the fact that it would make another team so much better. Um, and I understand the Leafs have a need for defensemen, but guess what? This is a team that has spent so long drafting these players, 
maybe it's time they start drafting defensemen. Um, then Newsweek had an interesting article. Uh, this was tweeted out by Byron uh, Craig. Uh, and basically, this article was saying mushrooms are the single best source of two powerful antioxidants. Uh, Shams uh, tweeted out, Sources say that New Orleans has released veteran forward Josh Smith, who signed October 28th under a hardship exception. Uh, this was interesting because uh, Josh Smith was in Toronto uh, when the Pelicans played the Raptors, and not shortly thereafter he was released. So I just found that kind of interesting, the timing of it. Um, Uberfax tweeted out, according to a survey, 30% of women in relationships believe Valentine's Day is overrated, so it's not just men, apparently, so that's, I'd say, a good, a good percentage. Uh, Rosie Gray tweeted out, Moore says he doesn't remember dating teen girls when he was in his 30s. That's not a denial, and that is a very good point by Rosie. He was saying that he doesn't remember, not saying that he didn't do it at all, saying that he doesn't remember. Um, so that is a uh, that's something to consider when looking at what Moore is saying publicly. Uh, then BuzzFeed tweeted out, uh, this was a quote, I know her, but I don't remember going on dates with her. I knew her as a friend. If we did go on dates, then we did. Again, like, what lawyer is allowing this idiot to talk in front of public like this? Uh, he's only making himself look uh, guilty, to be honest, with the words that he's choosing. Either that or he's just not that intelligent. So again, either way, do you want a child molester as your senator in Alabama, or do you want somebody who's clearly really stupid um, when it comes to word choice? And you could argue just really stupid in general, toting a pistol on stage. Like, the guy's, you know, he dresses up like Woody uh, and says and claims that he's not after little girls. Like, give me a break. Uh, Uberfax tweeted out, Elvis Presley wore a cross, a star of David, and the Hebrew letter Chai because he didn't want to miss out on heaven due to a technicality. And I responded by saying, doesn't that just prove how stupid all of that is, <laughs> you know? Um, Uberfax tweeted out that 66% of single people are turned off by picky eaters, according to a survey. And I said, so that's what it is. Just kidding. Um... Also, a random brain dropping I had, I said, the difference between a cult and a religion not a lot of people know this, but a cult is bullshit. It's created by one person, and that person knows it's bullshit. And in a religion, it just so happens that that guy is dead. Uberfax tweeted out that Pixar's The Incredibles has a higher body count than the first Die Hard movie. <laughs> I found that to be interesting and funny at the same time. Uh, BuzzFeed News tweeted out, Trump says Putin told him he didn't meddle in the 2016 election. And I said, I didn't know an accomplice or a beneficiary could put an end to all of these rumors. 
uh, Christopher Miller tweeted out a quote, uh, and I believe, I really believe that when he tells me that he means it, and this was Trump on Putin denying election meddling, and I said Inspector Trump should probably look at the paid Facebook ads before coming to such a conclusion. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says uh, that Donald Trump says Putin feels insulted by repeated questions on election meddling, which is not a good thing for a country. And I said, is that a threat? Like, uh, then there was this uh, tweeted out from my friend Wes. Uh, this was during college game day. Uh, see if I can get this to work so you guys can see it. Um, really interesting sign. Uh, the fans at the University of Miami can be very passionate. And you see Jesus going with the U for University of Miami. The only problem is, and you can't really see it from here, but what's supposed to happen is there's strings attached, so they're supposed to be able to pull the strings and Jesus will go like that, making the U sign. The problem is it looks like the strings aren't working because the people had to actually raise it themselves, one on each side, to put up the U for the University of Miami. Uh, so some pretty crazy uh, signs being made, but I thought that that was pretty funny. And I had to laugh at the fact that the strings weren't working. Uh, then uh, they ranked the NFL teams with the drunkest fans. And I don't think anybody would be surprised, my friend Wes wasn't surprised, uh, that the Bills Mafia, the Buffalo Bills, came in at number one. Uh, all you have to do is YouTube Bills Mafia and see the crazy shit they do before games at tailgates. And uh, you'll know that Bills Mafia is probably the drunkest crowd before the games even begin. Uh, then there was a very good article uh, for Global News, uh, and this was more so about uh, in Canada. Uh, but, you know, if you're living in the U.S., if you're living around the world and you're watching listening to this podcast, uh, it's probably relatable because inflation is a real thing, and, you know, what wages are is a real thing across the world. It's not just a Canadian issue. Um, but this was a very interesting article. Highly recommend you guys read it, twitter.com slash thejohndnewton, it's right there. Uh, but the article is about comparing baby boomers, Generation X, and millennials as far as how the living costs compare then versus now. Um, and you may not be surprised by the findings, but it is still pretty shocking stuff. Especially if you are a millennial like me. Although... I hate that term millennial because I feel like that's a generation that's like younger than me. I feel more closely related to Generation X just because of like the movies and what I grew up kind of with. But, you know, millennial technically is what I am, so, you know, I can't really argue too much about that. Uh, John Morosi tweeted out uh, a story about the latest on Stanton trade developments uh, with Miami. Uh, and it's a good read as well, uh, which you can see on the timeline. It looks like there's four teams that are in on Stanton at a serious level. None of the four is the Toronto Blue Jays, and boy do I think that that's a mistake. I think the Blue Jays should be willing to give up absolutely anything and everything to get Stanton because they need a replacement for Batista because he led the league in home runs and because... He's young enough that you can build and rebuild, which is what the Blue Jays will be doing, whether they like it or not, 
uh, around. So to me, it's a no-brainer. You do whatever it takes to bring him in and have him wearing a Blue Jays uniform, but it doesn't appear like the Blue Jays are going deep into that, which to me is a colossal mistake. Uh, then there was this report from the National on CBC uh, talking about what we were talking about to start the show, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the trade agreement uh, that Trudeau no-showed. Uh, so I was saying that Trudeau is looking pretty inept here, and I wanted to play this clip for you guys so you can see what I'm talking about. After a day of twists and turns, there was actually progress at the Trans-Pacific Partnership negotiations in Vietnam. The TPP would have profound effects on many parts of the Canadian economy, but it's also fraught with political maneuvering, and it is particularly tricky for Canada in the midst of trade negotiations with the U.S. Remember, President Trump pulled the U.S. out of the TPP back in January. Today, the 11 partner countries agreed on some of the core elements of the proposed deal. So the countries have agreed to standards on the environment and labor, but there are still some areas of contention. There is a lot of disagreement on rules affecting the auto sector. Intellectual property provisions have been suspended, and Canada wants to ensure the right of each country to preserve cultural policies. That, of course, a particular concern for Quebec. Now, word of that agreement came only after a really strange turn of events earlier in the day. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was a no-show for a key meeting, and for a while there, it looked like the whole deal had been thrown off the rails and that he was responsible. The international media didn't pull any punches. Screwed by Justin Trudeau, that's what this Australian headline screams, and that was echoed all over amid fears that Trudeau's no-show could mean no deal a for the other countries. A complaint from Canada killed off any chance of the TPP trade deal being sealed. As the leaders' meeting to officially sign the agreement was about to get underway, there was a sudden realisation. Canada wasn't there. It is true that Canada did not attend that meeting, uh, and uh, those talks have now been uh, postponed. Prime Minister's office says this was just a scheduling misunderstanding. So, so let's just try to decode this with the help of Katie Simpson in Ottawa. What are we talking about here, Katie? A scheduling misunderstanding or some crafty political posturing? Well, the government is officially saying this was a scheduling issue, but with all that's happened over the past 24 hours, it sure looks like Canada is trying to get some strong messages across both at home and abroad. Domestically, there are certain Canadian industries and labour leaders that are not happy about TPP. So in no way does it hurt the government to slow down the talks, given the blowback at home. The biggest concerns are coming from the auto sector, labour unions, the dairy industry, and the Canadian tech sector. So there are a wide range of issues and worries about this deal. Now, even though at the end of the day, the Canadian government does want an agreement, the Canadian delegation is clearly making a point that it just won't accept any deal for the sake of accepting an agreement, and that does play well at home. Right, so they do have some reasons to worry, but I mean, politically, this is clearly a card for Canada, so how is it planning on using it? 
Well, on the international stage, it also sends a number of different messages. Uh, right now, Canada is in the middle of those difficult NAFTA talks, and the Canadians don't want to look weak or to be seen making undesirable compromises. Some analysts will argue about whether the Americans are paying much attention to TPP talks since Donald Trump did pull his country out of the deal, one of the first things he did when he took over as president. But China, China is watching. And remember, China is not included in TPP. If this deal is finalized quickly, the Trans-Pacific Partnership could be used as a template for how trade in the Asia-Pacific region works. Canada is deciding whether it wants to do free trade talks with China, so it is in Canada's interest to get Canadian values, Canadian demands etched into TPP as a starting point for future much larger agreements. Right, so it's a total tightrope. Katie Simpson in Ottawa, thank you, as always. If you're wondering, what is the TPP? Let's back it up a bit. Here's a primer on the Pacific trade deal and how Canadian industries could be affected. On this issue of TPP 11, it's uh, something Canada is, of course, uh, very much uh, engaged in. TPP 11, that is the Trans-Pacific Partnership of 11 countries creating a free trade zone spanning from Chile to Vietnam. For Canada, the real price here would be unfettered access to Japan, the world's third largest economy. The big Canadian winner in the deal would be the agriculture industry, which says it has billions of dollars at stake. Beef and pork producers in particular expecting to export an additional $500 million worth of products to Japan. Canola exporters would stand to gain too, with duties eliminated over five years. For consumers, we can expect to see car prices drop over time, but there is give and take in trade deals always, and there's concern TPP will flood Canada with cheaper Asian vehicles, maybe hurting Canada's auto industry. When it comes to the auto sector, you bet it will take the time to consult with stakeholders to get the deal right. So lots of really good information there, but again, to me, uh, I think it really made Canada and Trudeau look weak at a time where, in my opinion, uh, they should be as serious as hell about trying to get a trade agreement done. Um, whether they agree or disagree with what it's, what's currently made it, making up the TPP, that's why they need to be there, in my opinion. Um, you know, I think it would be foolish for them not to pursue a trade agreement with China as well because it's looking more and more like you can't trust Trump or the U.S., and it seems like the U.S. doesn't know what's in its own best interest right now. So, you know, Canada has to be willing to move on. Um, and as a matter of fact, like, the more trade agreements that Canada has, the more power they have at the negotiation table with the U.S. If the U.S. is their only trading partner, thankfully it's not. They do have the CETA trade agreement with Europe, um, which they had to cry over, which I pointed out earlier in the podcast. Um, you know, it gives them more influence in the negotiations with the U.S. So I, I wish they would take it more seriously because it's you're talking about livelihoods and, and work and the economy of all Canadians uh, when it comes to these trade agreements. Uh, random brain dropping I had the other day, I said people throw around the word love like it's a beach ball at a concert these days. It's just interesting to me like how often you hear the word love and it doesn't have the same meaning as it should mean. 
then uh, The Hill tweeted out that Donald Trump thinks Scientology should lose its tax-exempt status, uh, which is a move in the right direction. For once, I would actually agree with Donald Trump. Uh, I, I do believe that Scientology should lose its tax-exempt status. I would just go one step further and say all churches should lose their tax-exempt status. Um, you know, I think it. we live in a world where corporations, rich people, and churches don't have to pay any or little tax where anybody else does. And I think that that's absolute and total bullshit. If you're going to have a tax system, you might as well have everybody paying into it and everybody paying into it with their fair share. Uh, then another random brain dropping I had, when politicians give speeches to banks, it's like they're washing their bribe money. Uh, th so I thought that, that was a good brain dropping. Uh, another brain dropping I had, I said it seems like Brooklyn today, it's like, you know, they, they seem to think that they're like Asheville, North Carolina, planted in New York City with all the hipsters running around. It's not the same Brooklyn that people grew up with. Uh, another brain dropping I had, I said Instagram is the modern day soft porn. All you have to do is check your timeline, you know it's true. Uh, the NBA uh, tweeted out that Lonzo Ball is the youngest player in the NBA, in NBA history to ever record a triple-double. He just beat out LeBron James for that distinction. Um, surprising on so many levels. And you know, it's unfortunate too because Lonzo Ball uh, has yet to mature. It will not be the end of, the, of this. We're going to keep hearing about it because likely it will be one of the few accomplishments that he's actually achieved this year. I believe he's overhyped by both himself and his dad and the NBA uh, and the Lakers. I don't believe he's as good as people think or say he is. Um, and again, just like with LeBron James, when you mature and become a man and you know, you're not complaining, you're not showboating, maybe then I can respect you and take you seriously. But Lonzo Ball, I, I don't have that respect for him or his dad or the big baller brand. I think it's all bullshit. Um, you know, so it's an achievement. I acknowledge that achievement, but he's got a long way to go in terms of getting that respect from his peers, from the fans, from myself, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted out, uh, why would Kim Jong-un insult me by calling me old? when I would never call him short and fat. Oh well, I try so hard to be his friend and maybe someday that will happen. And I just responded by saying child, like, seriously. Uh, then this was awesome. Donald Trump tweeted out, when will all the haters and fools out there realize that having a good relationship with Russia is a good thing, not a bad thing? There, spelled T-H-E-R, or excuse me, T-H-E-R-E, helps if I could spell, so I just blew this whole bit. Uh, there, always playing politics, bad for our country. I want to solve North Korea, Sir Syria, Ukraine, terrorism, and Russia can greatly help. Uh, run on sentence, but also, we have a president who doesn't know the difference between there, T-H-E-R-E, -E, and they are, the abbreviation, T-H-Y apostrophe R-E, hashtag fool. 
that would have been a lot better if I didn't fuck up spelling there earlier, so I apologize. Uh, then I said uh, it's a good weekend to stay inside since it's 20 degrees outside. Uh, it's actually snowing here in Toronto all weekend, uh, and everyone that you've ever heard of is a sex monster. So it's a good weekend to stay indoors. Uh, then Roy Moore was defended by someone to, uh, earlier saying Mary was a teenager and Joseph was an adult carpenter. They became the parents of Jesus. And I said, yeah. And R. Kelly was just trying to make it rain for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. Um, then it gets crazier. Hidden Valley apparently is now selling a five liter keg full of ranch dressing uh, but apparently it's only going to be uh, it's only going to be sold in states that allow for assisted suicide <laughs> and to add injury to insult uh, UFC Norfolk took place last night there were some good fights a lot of uh, big name fighters uh, from back in the day uh, to be honest I have not watched UFC in a long time um, it just seems like it's lost momentum really ever since Conor McGregor was boxing. It just has lost its luster, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but I did watch uh, last night simply because there was a lot of names that I actually did recognize. Um, all of them passed their prime for the most part, but, you know, nostalgia acts always play. Uh, so I, I was interested in this fight because it featured the former champion Arlovsky, of course. Um, but I didn't know who he was competing against. It was a guy named Junior Baby Albini. He lost the fight, but he did rock the brand new featured Reebok diaper. And I love that because his nickname is Baby, and he's sitting there wearing a diaper. But, you know, as Josh Sanchez tweets out, and it points out rightfully so, Baby Albini still has nothing on Dennis Hallman, though, wearing that thong that says training mask on his cock. Um, you know, you've got to give props to somebody with that much confidence. Um, <laughs> I thought that that was pretty crazy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, other than that, we'll end the podcast with the training mask. Uh, <laughs> with the training mask, uh, you know what it is. Um, but, yeah, thanks for watching the, the podcast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we do making them. Uh, and we will see you guys on the next episode.